So you're trying to sell your product and it feels like a monumental task. I'm definitely with you. I've been there. If you're anything like me, you find sales and marketing difficult. I have a technical background and before starting Jigsaw, I knew absolutely nothing about selling activities or marketing responsibilities, but I had to learn and adapt. And I luckily managed to establish a talented marketing team. Today, I'll share with you my journey into hiring for marketing as a clueless founder. And I'll give you some pointers that worked for me. And if you stay until the end, you'll get a pro tip on what roles to look for and where to find good talent. So if you're a technical or product founder with no experience in selling and you're interested in setting up a kick-ass team, hit those like and subscribe buttons and let's get into this episode of The Startup Corner. Here's where we are with Jigsaw today one year later after starting to get into marketing. We have more than 10,000 visitors every month and doubled in the last four months. We managed to balance our channels in lead generation and not rely strictly on Atlassian marketplace searches. We rank on prime Google search positions for tens of keywords and our social media presence rivals that of household names in our industry. Also, Atlassian talks highly of us as a role model in branding and communication. So how did I do it? Well, I didn't. As I mentioned earlier, I'm clueless. But the team we hired, along with my brilliant co-founder, Nikki, they smashed it out of the park in the past year. So I want to talk about the steps to form a talented and autonomous team in the early startup stages, mainly because I know other founders who are struggling today that could find this guidance useful. There are four things that you need to make sure you do to succeed with this. One, learn how not to be utterly clueless about marketing. Two, start hiring entrepreneurs. Three, stop telling people how to do their jobs and four, prevent bottlenecking and work dependencies. So let's look at each of these points individually with a few examples from our journey. And we'll start with the clueless bit, learning about marketing. Now I kept on mentioning the word clueless, but the reality is I did have to learn a bit about distribution channels, generating leads, type of content, and so on. You have to have a rough understanding of the marketing engine to know how to start assembling it correctly. And I know what some of you might be thinking, well, Biro, if I wanted to learn how to do marketing, then I would do it myself and not watch your video on how to hire a team for it. And sure, you could just hire an advisor to instruct you who to get for your team, or even pay a digital marketing agency to conduct all of the activities. So you don't have to even think about it. But if you want to set solid roots and like myself, you see marketing and sales as a critical component of your business, you'd want to understand how that component works. So learning about marketing is the way to go. Also, the team's success reflects your confidence as a leader. And at least for me, that means understanding what my team is doing. So back to the story. 
I decided to read a couple of general marketing books, do research about selling for SaaS, and started watching YouTube snippets from household names like, for example, Dan Martell. And speaking of Dan Martell, sometime early last year, I decided to register for his growth accelerator course. And man, that really helped me understand some of the magic of generating interest around your products. Once I felt I understood enough, I spent some time on hands-on marketing tasks with my co-founder Nikki. Only after this period, I really started looking for people to hire. Let me give you an example of what I mean by that. We hired Jen into the team as a digital marketing lead. And a vital factor in the decision was how she handled the first interview stage with me. You see, Jen is not only a marketing nerd, demonstrating that by comfortably talking about various practices and terminology, but she also made me feel like she was already working for Jigsaw. Let me explain how. First, she did pretty thorough research into our business, our backgrounds, the current positioning state, and our social presence. She went so far to ask her friends in the product management space to explain our products to her. So over our introductory call, Jen listened to me explain our business and actively contributed with her understanding, giving me a weird feeling that it wasn't the first time we were, we were talking. Secondly, she was already suggesting ideas for content and distribution to improve our exposure and growth. And I'm not talking textbook generic fluff, but honest, tailored thoughts that she spent time coming up with. So I labeled Jen as an entrepreneur because she is a motivated individual full of initiative with a creative mind and a great skill set that is also not shy of picking up other tasks like, for example, design, video editing, etc. And if you're an early startup, you need people like Jen versatile entrepreneurs like yourself that care and act as you do. So structure your talent hunting activities and the job interviews so that you highlight the traits I mentioned. I think the word empower gets thrown a lot these days and slightly lost its meaning. But what I'm saying to you is to stop being a hardhead and quit telling people how to do their job. I know it sounds harsh, but in all honesty, I'm telling my past self that as well. Because like any entrepreneur parent that cares a lot about their baby startup, I was at times way too protective. It is a natural feeling. After all, you put so much to get your business where it is today, and you want everyone to treat it with the same care. But what you fail to realize is that by babysitting and not trusting the team with taking their own decisions, you're stripping them from the feeling of ownership and responsibility. They're working to please you rather than deliver real value to your company. I, for example, stop reviewing social media posts. They get published on daily basis and most of them I see them when they're already live. Similar with articles, I don't tell Sarah, our content manager, what to write and I only review if she asks me to. I only help shape up the needs for growth, for example, 
increasing monthly conversion by 15%. I don't know how, but the marketing team does. So I let them do their thing. Not every work needs validation from you. So instead, set the direction, establish a mission and goals, and only help when the team needs it the most. After all, if you take the previous point seriously and manage to hire a marketing team formed of autonomous and motivated entrepreneurs, they will crave the opportunity to be creative and deliver value. So let them shine. When you reach that sweet stage where your marketing team deals with every task, and you don't have to be involved. Your role should be to stop bottlenecks and friction dependencies. I'll explain by giving you a handy example. Nikki is a brilliant designer and she created all of our clever branding and visual assets. She was also putting together every single social media banner and article pictures using the likes of Adobe XD and Illustrator. But as soon as we had our first hire for the marketing team and we accelerated generating written content, the visual work started getting sluggish because Sarah relied on Nikki for that kind of work. And Nikki is also our PO, so she was spread thin at one point. So it was then when I realized I needed to make Nikki redundant. The marketing team needed an easier way to have all of these assets available on time, so we decided to use Canva. Now, quick disclaimer, I don't have any relationship with Canva and this is not a paid promotion. I'm simply sharing with you a tool we use a lot and find helpful. Canva is a super user-friendly online design creator. Basically, is a Photoshop, Illustrator, banner and clip maker bundle into one platform made for anyone to create visuals in minutes for their social media and beyond. Canva allows us to centralize our design assets and brand guidelines and enable the marketing team to collaborate and create their own visual assets with the brand colors, illustrators, and backgrounds generated previously by Nikki. We also made social media banner templates that anyone can reuse with ease. And when it comes to the Canva editor, apart from being intuitive, there are two features that I really love. The background remover, you can throw basically any picture at it and it does a crazy good job at cropping the main object or person. I don't know, it's just pure magic. I also find helpful the option to have multiple people edit the same banner in real time. It means Nikki can come in and quickly make adjustments and Jen will see them as they happen on her end. Or even have, for example, a workshop where a group of us contribute our ideas for the next visual campaign for advertising. Honestly, this tool is crazy good and we can't survive without it at this point. So if you haven't yet, give Canva a try because you're in your early startup days and you need all the time-saving tools in the world right now. When you kick off in the marketing realm, you need two roles, content generation and distribution. Sure, you can hire one person to do both, but most often you'll find that both these spaces are large and require dedicated focus. If you can only afford one hire and prefer content generation because 
you're worst at it, for example, try to help with distribution. The opposite applies. If you're good at writing about your product and teach others, then hire someone for content distribution first. And here's a suggestion for finding someone for your marketing duties that has the kind of mindset explained earlier. And also, if you're looking for remote in any country, look at Spanish and South American markets. I met so many talented marketing folk in these areas and it's also super easy to list hiring ads on these markets. Okay, that's all I got for you today and I hope there is some good advice you can take away from this video. I know recruiting the right people can be difficult and expensive and I really don't claim to have the silver bullet. But overall, as a startup with limited resources, you want to hire entrepreneurship-spirited people like yourself, and you have to trust them. While you're here and on the topic, watch this other video I made on how to pay your remote team. The link card should pop up just now. Thank you for watching. Don't forget to subscribe, and I'll see you next week.